0: Hello everybody. Welcome to real Madrid talk podcast, and we're going to speak about what's going on in real Madrid's world. Now, um, we're going to give an update on a certain situations, injury updates, and we're going to speak a, a lot of what's going on in real Madrid today. But also I want to tell you about our, about our YouTube channel, where we update these clips from the podcast. We put them on the YouTube channel, real Madrid talk. So if you want to check it out and, uh, it is for English speaking, um, Real Madrid fans. So, if you want to check it out, if you want to check out the video form of the podcast in in clips, go ahead and go to Real Madrid Talk in YouTube, and we will also have the link to the YouTube channel here on the podcast. If you wanna, if you want to just use that. All right. So, we're gonna speak, and we're gonna start by speaking about David Alaba, who has another injury. He has, he has an injury blow um, on his knee. He, he, was, uh, he was hit. It was a collision in Austria, in a match between Austria and um, for, the, for the qualifiers, for the World Cup qualifiers. And, of course, that is something that's scaring Real Madrid fans right now. The reason why, we have Eder Militao injured. Uh, he has a muscle injury. Uh, in his uh, country of birth in Brazil, uh, they played against Colombia the last match. So he he ended up feeling OK. But during the training sessions after that game, it wasn't good. So he told Real Madrid people that, hey, I don't feel good. I'm, I think I'm hurt. And then they did a scam. They, they did a scan and he ends up being hurt. And this is officialized by Brazil's the national team's doctors. Now, Real Madrid, of course, they want to do their own exams. But, of course, since the qualifiers are over now, is of the time of recording, the 14th of October, it is over for the whole world. Well, the players returning to Spain, returning to Madrid, where they're going to do further evaluations of what's going on with Eder Militao. But, but it is uh, an important loss for Real Madrid's defense. Remember, Real Madrid has been struggling defensively this season. And uh, of course, Edna Militao has been the only man, the only man that Ancelotti has trusted 100% as a defender, as a center back. He's put him there and he started every game, every time he's always switched Alaba. He's put him uh, as a center back, but he's also put him on the left side as a left back is his natural position. You know, is how he started. And, um, he switched everybody, but Edmund Lutau has been always that man that was for sure uh, a starting for Real Madrid as a center back. Well, now David Alaba gets sort of hurt. He's not hurt now. We have the update that he is not hurt and he, that he's going to make it to the El Clasico, to the Super Clasico against Barcelona. Now, this is all subjective because it really, this type of injury doesn't, uh, it's not like a muscle injury. This this was a collision, and therefore, it's all about the player and how he feels. Uh, speaking about Alaba and how he feels, and if he feels like he can make it, he's going to um, he's gonna be able to perform. Now, he has um, quite a bit of time. Well, not all the time in the world, but he has some time to get better. I don't think he's going to make it. Um, well, he might. Actually, Alaba might make it by uh, the Champions League game against Shakhtar Donis. And but Militao, definitely he will not make it. And he's in doubts for Barcelona um, for the match against Barcelona and also Alaba. If he doesn't make it by Shakhtar, then there's doubts um, about Barcelona, but it, it is a collision and, and you know, there's just doubts. And of course with, with Militao being down with an injury, it adds up to the concern of the fans and, and the people in the club, but it seems like he's gonna be all right. And I wanna give people that update. I wanna people, I want people to know that he is going to make it and i believe that he's going to be for the champions league game for the group stage on a tuesday october 19th and of course we will have the post-match review of that match here on the podcast on real madrid talk and definitely a super classical we're going to have it on and now a lot of fans of the podcast are also in uh they're english-speaking uh, people of course that are fans of real madrid but if you are a Spanish speaker, remember, we are going to be going live and streaming the matches. Of course, we can't put the images, but we'll have the sound and you'll have me going live on our second channel that is only in Spanish. So if you're, of course, if you're speaking English, if you're an English speaking person only, then, then uh, you don't have to go. In. But if you speak Spanish as well, because there's a lot of people that listen to the podcast that are both bilingual, and uh, English and Spanish. Well, if you speak Spanish, visit us at Golasso Chris Golasso, And um, you're going to see us stream Real Madrid's match also in Spanish, of course. Now, we got the alaba subject out the way. Ancelotti um, is really concerned of how he's going to be able to, to sub out Militao, you know. And, and that is a concern. We definitely have to figure out how to do that. And we have a few options for Real Madrid uh, also. And there's definitely going to have to be Nacho. Nacho is going to have to be in the middle with Alaba. And Alaba can't play left back anymore because we're thinking that he's going to make it. And therefore, he's going to be the one playing center back. And you put Nacho next to him, that will be the more likely solution for Ancelotti. Ancelotti is somebody that doesn't want to try new things out Although this season so far, he switched up players because they played in that position once before. Like we've seen Valverde play as a right back and also playing on the right side of the midfield, left side of the midfield, and even behind Benzema as well. So he, he, he can try those things out. You know, Nacho on the left, Nacho as a center back, all about the same way. But he's not the type of coach, the type of manager to put a brand new player out there just for the heck of it or just for the sake of an injury. I think that he will put Nacho and Alaba as center backs to take care of that problem, having Militao out on injury. And now let's start talking about some of the things that Roberto Martinez, Belgian coach, well, he's Spanish, but um, he is the coach of Belgium at the moment, coach of uh, Hazard, that he said that Eden Hazard has a future as a Ballon d'Or or a golden ball winner um, whatever you want to call it he said that he has the capability of being that player and I mean I could agree with him in Chelsea but now in Real Madrid I don't know I don't think I can agree with him when he says that the, uh, Eden Hazard has the potential to be that type of player you know I don't think I don't think that's uh, I don't think I agree with him a lot of people might a lot of people won't but Real Madrid fans, for the most part, we are we know what's happened with Eden Hazard so far. He hasn't lived up to the standards of uh, being at Real Madrid. But some of the things he said, you know, just are kind of, uh, uh, I, I don't know. I, I just don't agree with him, to be honest. I mean, since his arrival at Madrid from Chelsea in the summer of 19, as you guys know it, Hazard has failed to live up to his 100 million price tag. It just been that that's been it, you know, and um, and a constant run of injuries over that time has definitely not helped the um, the striker's cause. And in an interview with a Spanish radio program El Laguero um, on Cadena Ser, Martinez, as I read, I'm going to read it literally what he said. Um, he's his hazard, like I said, as a potential Ballon d'Or candidate in the future, and he says. To the question the question is this can hazard fight for uh the ballon d'or in the future and he says without a doubt the first half against friends in the semi-final in wefa uh, nations league last week gives me even more belief that he can be a future candidate for the golden ball um it's true that his situation is not ideal and what's happening to him in spain is very atypical uh, we're all worried about it He's the kind of player who needs to play a lot of minutes in order to reach his best possible condition. He was perfect from a medical standpoint. So he's kind of given um, doubt that he he's ready to play, like he can play, but somehow he's not getting the minutes he needs and he deserves. That's what Coach Martinez is saying. And kind of, uh, you know, throwing shade at Ancelotti's decisions of not giving him minutes. But remember, um, Hazard place on the area, usually plays on the left side because he comes in the middle and he's able to perform. He's able to uh, filtrate a, a pass. He's able to kick towards the goal and, and make a play. He's able to to see the the pitch better in the offensive end of, uh, of the pitch. Well, in that position right now, Ancelotti is opting to put Vinicius Jr. Of course, different type players, but kind of the same dynamics, you know, um, of course, Hazard, a little bit slower, but more, more, uh, of, uh, just a timing bomb. He's always going, coming agile, smiling fast. And a lot of times doesn't make the right decision, but Ancelotti has opted out, opted to, to put him in the match for the most part. Well, um, here Martinez is saying, like I said, throwing a little shade. Hey, my man Hazard, he he's ready to play from the medical standpoint he's good so you know he's not he's just not getting the minutes that he deserves now um he also continues saying if he can be at the level he showed during the first 45 minutes against France, i'm sure he will give us success and um, of course he played well that match also he had to leave that match uh, because he he was hurt of course it didn't ended up being an injury But of course, every Madridista in the world was just thinking, come on, man. This happening again? What's going on? Well, he played well for those 45 minutes, but Martinez is forgetting. What about the rest of the 45? I mean, you know, you have to play. Hazard hasn't played a full match in so long. He hasn't played a full match well in so long for Real Madrid. Madridistas, man, we're not worried about Belgium. Let's just be honest. You know he's in that good position there. He's I don't know. He feels better, but Madrid is a whole different world. Can you put that white jersey on with the ten on your back and perform? Can you do that? Can can you can you can you change this perception that you're just an injured player that you're just a a, a one hit wonder? Can he change that perception? I don't know. I don't know. Hazard played just. 382 minutes in eight appearances for Los Blancos this season. Not a lot of minutes. Ancelotti has trusted him in certain situations, but definitely not um not been a trusted player for him for the Italian coach. Just hasn't been. And he has just started, and I have the, the stats here. He's just started four of Madrid's eight La Liga feature this season. That's not counting Champions League. So just Counting La Liga matches, he's just started four out of the eight, fifty percent. And man, I—I I, I mean, something's got to give. It can't be all Sidan's fault. It can't be all Ancelotti's fault. You know, Martinez—he has no choice. He has to put a Hazard in there. You know, Belgium is a great. Uh, uh, you know, they have good talent, but he is part of that. You know, the 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 best players. This is probably the best era for players in Belgium history and uh, he has to put him Madrid people in Madrid are not going to put up with the, the the no consistency that Hazard has and that's one of the things uh, you know and he, he came out and, and also attended to some Barcelona rumors but we're not Barcelona podcast so we're not going to discuss that um, therefore that's where this ends for for uh Roberto Martinez and uh I mean what do you think what do you think if you're on the YouTube channel what do you think about what Martinez has said of um of hazard in his situation and also saying that he might be a candidate for the golden ball for the Valon d'Or I mean it's kind of weird I, I don't I don't agree with him I think that ship has sailed at this moment and also we uh now we're going to go with Ricardo Pepe is he's a potential real madrid um signing also he's fighting between barcelona and real madrid and uh, you know i understand that he might have doubts but if he has that many doubts of who which club he needs to come to um he needs to just stay with barcelona i mean i'm just saying uh but listen he's uh, an american player and he played for dallas he's a good player um and it says here on this article the united states international said during the interview that he is happy with the offers he has received but nothing compares to the la liga side. of course he has to i mean he'll be one of the few probably the first and is going to be the first american to possibly be in real madrid he would be the first one and also barcelona but we're not a barcelona podcast like i said and um so on Tuesday, Pepe was awarded the number one spot in the list of 22 players under 22 in Major League that is voted by an expert panel consisting of Major League Soccer's MajorLeagueSoccer.com analysts, MLS player department staff, and external media members. Also, and uh, the man theme, the United States man team uh, striker is having a breakout season, and several teams in Europe are interested. I mean, he is having a great season. Let's just give him that. He's a Dallas player um, that is doing the right thing, playing well for the national team as well. And um, a lot of people are talking about him. And if you are in the United States, as the majority of people that are, that are interested in this podcast, you, the majority of people that watch, that listen to this podcast, rather, is from the United States. And you know what, what Pep is doing. You know, is doing great things. And he's getting the interest uh, of several clubs now. The possibility of getting him are high in Real Madrid, but also the possibility of him getting to Madrid and leaving on a loan are high as well. He plays in a position where uh, pretty much is taken, but he would be somebody like Kubo, that we have also the Japanese starter that we have uh, playing for Real Mallorca. And um, he might go on loan if he comes to Madrid It'll be different on Barcelona because all the, their team just sucks. But Madrid is pretty well stacked in those situations. And plus, he's a young player, even though he's breaking, he's killing it in the MLS. MLS still um lower quality league compared to Europe. So um definitely I, I would think that he would get he would get a loan. He would he, he will go on, out on a loan and um, but still be owned by Real Madrid, and that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Unless he changes some minds, but I mean he's doing great things and kudos to him. And I hope he makes the right decision on his uh, request. Real Madrid has not made an official offer or say that he is they're they're officially interested in him, but he is definitely somebody that, that they will be looking at. All right, and as we continue with the episode, um, we definitely have to speak about Juventus e- e- evaluating Rabiot and Ceballos swap with Real Madrid. It is um, a proposal that they might give where they wanna get Ceballos and give Rabiot. And I think that would be a good deal. Ceballos is good, but you know, I mean, Rabiot, and I might not be saying it right for English purposes, but that's how I can say it. The name is French anyway. Um, I mean, Massimiliano Allegri is reported looking to offload Adrian Rabia and uh, with the club considering as a swap a possible swap deal option involving Madridista's Real, Real Madrid's player Danny Ceballos and I think uh, that could be a good option Rabia is a good player Ceballos hasn't been getting uh, you know a lot of attention from Ancelotti I think that could be a good swap I mean you know I think it could be a pretty good deal um, now it is somebody that Ancelotti has been interested for a long time, not saying that he would break the, the, the piggy bank just to get him. He won't. And he would break the piggy bank for somebody that we're going to speak about later. And that is um, definitely uh, Kylian Mbappé, which we have we have some things to talk about him. So uh, we'll definitely have uh, that on later in the, in the podcast. And also just by the way, we put out entire now we're going to start putting out uh, big long episodes but also uh we're going to cut them up into little episodes and put them also that way you don't have to listen to the whole thing if you don't want to we're going to try to start doing that uh if we don't then don't feel bad but we're still going to put episodes regardless i'm just trying to think of ways to making it easier for the listeners and the watchers on youtube well, on YouTube we put clips anyway, so they're shorter videos. But you know, you get the point. But yeah, this is a possibility; it could happen, and um, you know, I'm interested. And I think uh, Madrid could do uh, could do well with them. Also, another player that sounds for Real Madrid is Good Johnson, and that is the former Barcelona striker's son, um, who people call the Mini Helen. You know, he's tall. Uh, well, he, he's blonde, but he is actually Andrew Good Johnson's son, former Barcelona uh, forward. And he has been scoring for Castilla in his country, of course, and may get a chance under Ancelotti this season. He's playing for Castilla. He's doing his thing. He's definitely um, has that striker mentality. He's really strong and really, well, tall. And um, he's definitely doing his thing in uh, in Real Madrid's second team. Doing his thing, but Erling Haaland, uh, the possibilities of him coming to Madrid are lowering, and I think that's a good thing. I know Real Madrid fans don't believe that, don't think that's a good idea, but I do think it's a good idea. The reason why you have Benzema, who is playing at a great top level forward, if Haaland comes to Madrid, there is no way you're gonna have to you're gonna have to bench him, or you're gonna have to bench Benzema, which means one of them is gonna go. And probably Benzema because Allen will be just coming in. And you don't want to do that. You have a good great captain, a great leader, and a great striker playing football and also being a leader. Why would you bring Erling? He's a great player, but I think he's more future. And in um, meanwhile, if he wants to decide some, somewhere else, like going to Barcelona or going to Manchester City, Chelsea, etc., well then so be it. But I don't think you, you you can afford to get rid of Benzema that has a lot of a lot of time left in his clock, and killing Mbappé coming, they have a good thing going, and the French team, they, they're they doing a the thing. Why bring it, uh, Erling Haaland? When you have good Johnson to actually be that backup if you need him to, you know? He knows that he's not going to be the starter over Benzema, and it could be a good option. And just give him out. You Just try him out. Try him out. And um, it also could be a good, a good you know, reinforcement. Uh, And you don't have to pay a dime for it. So definitely good options there with Rabia and good Johnson. All right. And now let's uh, go with Karim Benzema uh, and his confidence that one day he'll be playing with Kylian Mbappé. He did an interview um, today with RTV Deportes, a Spanish uh, show. And he was asked, uh, you know, if he think that Real Madrid or that Kylian Mbappé would play for Real Madrid. And he said, literally, why not? I've said it before. If you want, I'll say it again. Of course, one day. And of course, he's playing that game, but he he I watched the whole interview and he actually seems pretty, pretty confident that, that uh Mbappé will come. And um, I think that's that, that might be the case. I, I don't know why there's like things going on a lot of um debate over Mbappé coming to Madrid. And if he's coming, if he's not coming, I mean if he's sure to come. And he wants to play for real madrid what is the what is the point of the debate you know uh but you know i'm just speaking of, of shows out there but benzema seemed pretty pretty um confident and he's been involved with mbappe being friends um definitely uh involved with him and also about the you know we always know that benzema is on for you know winning that ballon d'or uh, or golden ball as we however you want to call it and he said about that specific subject he said literally it's a trophy that every year, every player wants. It's a trophy that I've always thought about since I was a kid. But if I can win the trophy, it's also because of the work of my teammates. It would be for everyone. That's good. Those are good leader words right there. You know, somebody that's not only thinking about himself is saying the right thing, you know, and I believe it from him because he's that type of player. He's, he's that type of, of uh, he has that personality, you know, humble, putting his head down and getting to work. So, I definitely believe what he's saying. And about the Champions League game and the Classico that comes after that, he said it's a decisive game for us to go there and win, to win the three points because after the defeat against Sheriff, it was difficult. We lost the game despite having many chances. And then we have the Classico, and that game is different. And I've been saying it for a long time Classicos are different games. It doesn't matter if Barcelona sucks right now, it doesn't matter if Real Madrid. It's playing great right now. It just doesn't matter. Those are different games, different atmospheres, different. That that game is the only game that's like almost singled out. You know what I mean? Uh, so we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully, Real Madrid will come with both wins. Um, now, speaking a little bit of Mbappe and his situation, Florentino, or actually uh, former Barcelona president John Gasper, came out and said that he expects. Real Madrid and Florentino, Paris, to sign striker, killing Mbappé without a shadow of a doubt. And uh, to quote what he said, he said, Unfortunately, he's a Real Madrid uh, he is a Barcelona fan. He said, Unfortunately, Florentino is going to sign Mbappé. I would already be installed in Paris trying to delay him. That's what he said. Mbappé is being offered 40 million euros a year by PSG just to stay there and that is 40 million to him. Like, he will get paid more. Of course, all that is tax money and whatever. But 40 million to himself from the get-go to stay at PSG. A lot of money, and he's being strong um, uh, for him to leave. But also, Gasper confirmed that Florentino is a businessman who admires a lot. And, but as president of Real Madrid, he hates him with everything I love in the world, he said. "Well." Uh, you know, controversial work by Gaspert. But, of course, he seems to have a good relationship with Florentino Perez. He knows what he's capable of. Flore- Florentino is no punk. He'll get out there and get his player. Of course, it would have been better if he got there this season. But uh, it definitely seems like he's going to come. Mbappe is going to come to Madrid. Uh, so that would be good. Also, just going back a little bit about Benzema's, uh, you know, Ballon d'Orb, just to kind of reinforce that. Um Benzema was backed up by Ronaldo Nasario that said that Benzema is his peak is his pick for 2021 Ballon d'Or. The Brazilian phenomenon believes that the Frenchman deserves that prestigious award. He came out on an interview and said, there's no shadow of a doubt. My candidate for the Ballon d'Or is Benzema, you know, the best forward in the world and incredibly uh, playing at a high high level for 10 years and a champion above all worthy of every award. Don't you think? Well, and um, so the ceremony is going to be November 29, 2022, 2021. I'm sorry. And we'll see who wins it. Uh, We'll see how this goes. Well, that's it for the podcast guys. Thank you so much for listening and watching. If you are on um, the, on the YouTube channel, If you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much for listening. You guys are amazing. You guys are from Singapore, India, United States, Germany, uh, Norway. You guys are from all over the world. And thank you so much for staying tuned to this podcast. And once again, if you want to watch the video podcast form, go to our YouTube channel, Real Madrid Talk. That way you can enjoy it visually. Thank you so much for listening, watching, and we'll see you guys next time.